stretch drive. Only 10 games left of the regular season. I'm Courtney Lachlan, joined as always by Craig Lachlan, Dan Nolan. You're listening to Family Face-Off presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. How you guys doing? Stretch drive, best part of the season. Let's go. All right, so let's talk about the week that was for the Washington Capitals. They went one and two, but I think the We only want to talk on one game. That's exactly (laughs) right. I think the only game that we really want to talk about (laughs) is the one that the Caps had on Saturday night, and that was against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. They lost 6-3. to three. I think that uh, two empty net goals, so that game and that, that score doesn't really reflect, in my opinion, the game. Um, but, Dad, you were down there. What were your takeaways, first and foremost, from that game? Takeaways that when you're playing the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, little mistakes are really magnified. There's so much talent on the ice. I mean, the Caps are loaded. Tampa Bay is definitely loaded when you have Kucherov, Stamkos, point you go down the list and they're only team in the league I think with 380 point guys I thought the Caps held those guys in check I didn't mind the matchup I was impressed with the matchup Backstrom against the Kucherov line I have no problem with that whatsoever but the turnovers and getting behind good teams you cannot recover and Tampa's a darn good team and a very competitive team and very similar to the Caps the atmosphere was fantastic it was like a playoff game just not maybe that extra juice that we see and that we saw last year in the playoffs. But it was a good hockey game. I think if you break it down, too, I mean, it was the first period. I think the Cats said it after the game. And watching it, you noticed that it was, to my mind, it was the first period that could put up, that put the Caps behind the Tampa Bay Lightning. They caused a bad turnover in the neutral zone. The puck goes behind their net. And now everybody says it, and they all talk about it. Now they were chasing the game. And I think it's too hard to recover against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning that's built basically like the Washington Capitals. When you look at both of these teams, they are so similar. And the Lightning even came out – they said that they learned a lot from the Washington Capitals when they beat them last year in the playoffs, and they wanted to come back this season and take a little bit from the Caps and and put that kind of into their identity and style of play, and that is coming at you at all waves, being physical – I love the physical aspect of the game. I think there were 56 hits in that game. I love it. Awesome. I, I love seeing both teams play physical. They're they're battling in the corners. They're going after the pucks. At the end of the day, I would like to see the goaltenders, the matchup, Brain Holpe, maybe make one or two saves that – that he didn't. The I one thought went at the five end of the day, hole. I thought that was a crusher. The fourth goal that went five hole on Braden really took a lot of starch out of the Capitals. Just the D sneaking in from the point and putting it along the ice between his pads. Um, but you know, it was a overall very entertaining. And as John Cooper said, and the Caps realize it's round two coming up this week, and that's why. This is intriguing to me. I mean, it's like the best two out of three. It's a mini playoff series. I expect these teams to meet in the conference final. That's why there's a little bit on the line, even though the regular season, you know, people say it doesn't mean that much come playoff times. It does because you want to match up and you want to know what makes them tick. To me, the game plan was similar to what they did when they beat them four games to three. And I'm looking forward to that this week. It's a pretty safe bet that Tampa Bay is going to be in the conference finals. They've been in three of the last four. This mm-hmm. would be four of the last five. The Caps went last year for the first time in a long time. Obviously, they won the Cup that year. Yep. Uh, the craziest thing I saw, and I sent this to you guys before today's show, were the numbers behind Tampa Bay and getting to the conference finals. The last four conference finals in the East have all gone seven games, three of the four, obviously involving Tampa yep. Bay. Um, 
this is an interesting stretch. First of all, no signs of fatigue. They've got 19 more points than any other team in the Eastern Conference right now, which is insane. Uh, but since this is a mini playoff series, Courtney, as they play these next two games, what needs to change? You mentioned the first period. What needs to change in games two and three? Not a whole lot. I mean, I, like you said, Dan, yeah, we mentioned the first period. I think the Caps just got to continue to play their game. I think one of the things that Tampa wanted to do after their series against the Washington Capitals was, was to have more depth. In a couple of the games, I think it was game six, the Cavs blew Tampa out of the building here at Capital One Arena. Stamkos was non-existent. I think Kucherov was non-existent. So Tampa really wanted to have a lot more depth this year if – for whatever reason, their star guys were shut down. They had guys producing. So, uh, to me, I don't really think the Caps need to change that Case much more. Case in point, just to add to that, who got the hat trick? It Cologne. was line three. Exactly. That line ones and two generally even out, and someone else has to come up large. Remember last year, why the Caps won game seven? It's because everyone evened out, and Burakovsky was the man. And that's the type of depth the Caps had. And I think when you look at those, so when you look at teams that have that much depth, the power play is the same. The Caps were fantastic on the penalty kill against Tampa Bay's power play. To me, it's just going to come down to who makes the fewer mistakes. And so I don't necessarily know if there's anything that, in terms of strategy that they can go back and look at. Yeah, they're going to look at the neutral zone no, turnovers. No, it's execution. That's all it is. Yeah. It's amazing how much the penalty kill has changed over the last month or two, by the way. I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, how much were we talking about the penalty kill on this yep. podcast? And then all of a sudden, a couple <laughs> moves later, I mean, this is one of their strongest suits over the Haglund. last couple of weeks. Haglund. Yeah. You know, they have some new additions of guys that have been helping, I think, on the penalty kill. But, again, and these miniseries I, I love because – it breeds so much emotion. I mean, you saw Tom Wilson getting after it in the game on Saturday night. It just it breeds way, a lot of emotion. He is the number one villain in a lot of cities. I mean, in Philadelphia, he was booed. Down in Tampa, every time he touched the puck, they weren't worried about OV and they weren't worried about <laughs> anybody else. A rain of booze down on Tom Wilson. Not to mention Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, and of Pittsburgh. course. Yeah. I mean, he's a villain. And it's great. He, I just think that helps him. <laughs> it's a villain, and it's great. You know, it's so funny. And I said this during the game. I walked out in between periods. I saw Scotty Bowman. I talked to Scotty. I talked to Phil Esposito. And we had talked about Tom Wilson because he always raves about Alex Ovechkin. He thinks he is the cream of the crop. And Phil Esposito, one of the greatest players ever in the national, and one of the greatest guys, by the way. Some great stories that he gave me that night. But the one thing he said <laughs> was, and I will give you a story, because I got time on Family Face Up. I don't have time on the air. And <laughs> what he said was, what he I thought this was going to be a short show. I no, guess not, Dan. No, it's going to be quick. What he said was, is Tom Wilson, is one guy in the league and the only guy in the league that doesn't slow down on a check. He said, when I played in locker, when you played, you saw a guy maybe in a little bit of a bad position, you'd probably slow down. Big Tom doesn't. The T train keeps going and runs you over. <laughs> and, and he also said, he reminds me of my line mate, Wayne Cashman. And Wayne Cashman, guys, one of the toughest big bad Bruins ever. I had the chance to play with him when I was a college kid. That was real fun. And that, to me, is a huge compliment. That's how big Tom Wilson is. The T-Train. The T-Train. The T-Train. <laughs> give me the one of these stories. Okay, give me, give so me one. one of the stories was... Quick one. He actually said, okay, it was the best line, one of the best lines ever in the NHL was Esposito with Hodge and Cashman. And 
they had the joke inside was the fact that they were, they called themselves the fat line because Phil said he always had to pay $10 a pound that he was overweight. And he said, I was always overweight. He said, so I kept giving 10 bucks a pound. <laughs> so Hodge one day said to him, come on, Phil, come on, Cash, let's get in the sauna. He says, we'll trim down some water weight. We'll, everything will be great. So there were two of them in the thing, and then Ken Hodge walks in, and Phil says, unfortunately, Locker, he walked in with a case of beer. We came out heavier than we went in. <laughs> <laughs> but that is Phil in a nutshell. One of the greatest guys. I love you, Phil. Division. Uh, yes. So, obviously, all these games happened last week. There's a lot of movement in the Metro still, and the standings are still pretty tight. The Islanders have the tiebreaker over the Caps, so even though they have 91 points, the Caps have 91 points. Technically, the Islanders are in first. Penguins at 88 are in third. Hurricanes have 85 points. Blue Jackets have 84 points as of Monday. Uh, so now, again, I, this is a conversation we're going to have to continue to have every week until the playoffs begin, which is right around the corner. Uh, but what do we think of the current standings here in the Metro? I First of all, I think it's going to literally come down to the wire. I think the last week for the Washington Capitals, they play Montreal, they play Islanders. I think the determining factor of who positions where could I will come down to those games. I, I think it's literally going to go down to the wire this year. I think when you kind of look at the schedules of the teams, I think Columbus has one of the harder schedules. Dad, you and I have this nice little list in front of us where yes, we're looking at for sure. who's playing who and when. Columbus I think is at Calgary, at Edmonton, at Vancouver, the Islanders, Boston. You know, they're tough teams for them. I really think when you look at the overall standings, I think the top five are going to remain the same. I think Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto, the Islanders, and Washington are relatively going to be the same, and so is Pittsburgh. I think the thing to so look for— So three in the Atlantic and three in the Metro yes, are basically I think the big thing is locked. Carolina, Columbus, and Montreal. And Montreal's close to dead because they trail by three. So to me, that's going to be the jockeying that's going to happen. And Montreal has some big games coming up. When you look at who they play, I mean, they've got the Islanders, they got Carolina, they got Columbus at Columbus. Caps. The Caps. That's going to be the game changer. So Bay, I think Toronto, the first. Yeah. So you, you, you think it's really the the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings that are ha going to have a little movement. You think the top, you said the top five, you think are just going to stay the, the same. I think the top five. I think the top six. Even top six. six. Add six. Yeah. In there. I think top six are going to remain the same. Will and you don't think there's going to be a. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not much. Okay. Not much, though. I think the only jockeying we're going to see is in the Met. Is going to be, yeah, the right. Islanders are going to end up second and the Caps are going to end up winning the Metro. That's what I see. Okay. This whole stretch is going to be fun because all the schedules that you just read, yep. it's a bunch of people that are jockeying for playoff position and against a lot each of head, other. Yeah, a fantastic. lot of head-to-head matchups, right. And the same thing in the West. Look at the right. Western Conference. Oh, my God, Minnesota – Boudreaux said earlier about a month ago, oh, we're going to make the playoffs. Well, they're on the outside looking in. And to me, that's going to be a team. Unfortunately, Gabby, I love you, man, but I don't think but they're But they come in. into town on Friday. I know. And play the Caps. So yes. that's even going to be a big game, too. Like <laughs> For them. All of these games. For them. Yeah. They're right now only one point out of behind Arizona, Devils, which is a surprise. Devils, Lightning, Wild, and Flyers all against the Caps this week. So four games this week for the Capitals. And they have a good chance to win all four, I would think. I mean, you, you look at the Tampa game being the one that can go either way, but the Caps have to win the other three. Minnesota doesn't have enough firepower. Dubnik's been very average. The Caps have to light him up, and I think the other teams are just playing out the stretch. 
the final game this week is against the Flyers on March 24th. March 24th has some significance to your family as well, guys. I would love for you all to have the opportunity to share what your foundation is doing, and uh, I'll kind of step aside from there and give you the floor. So we're very excited because our our foundation, the Lachlan Family Foundation, is finally up and running. I know that Way to go, we Court. came up Court here. Court did most we, of the work, Dan. You, most, I, I think you wait, know that. Wait, Shocking that you most, didn't do much work. Yeah. Most. Most of it. Try all, Dan. You got it. <laughs> A little help from my mom. That's Linda. probably true. <laughs> but we're really excited. When we were back on here in November for the whole Hockey Fights Cancer Month, we said that we wanted to launch this foundation. So we finally got all of the approval from the IRS and now are officially a sanctioned 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so, again, our mission, we really want to help raise some awareness funding for underfunded and under-researched cancers. And my mom, Linda, as you guys all know, kind of was the mastermind or the inspiration behind why we wanted to do this. So... I did all the work, but I'm auctioning off my dad, (laughs) so he has to do some work. So on Sunday versus the Flyers game, we're auctioning off two tickets where you get to sit next to the one and only locker. I got the day off, Dan. Can you believe I have a day off and I'm still working? Yeah, I can believe it. Hey, if I'm going to work, you're going to have to work for this foundation, So we're going to sit in the seats. I'm going to sit with two fans, and it's just going to be a fabulous afternoon. And then what did they get to do after the game? Okay, not only during the game. They're going to enjoy. We're going to have some food and bevies prior to the game. Sit in the seats. Talk during the game. Talk hockey. Talk whatever they want to talk. And then after the game, this is a highlight. Alex Ovechkin has agreed, and what a great guy, by the way has agreed to have a meet and greet with the two fans, a signed stick, pictures, photo opportunities with all of us, and he'll have a little talk with each of them, and it's just going to be unbelievable that he's going out of his way after a game to be a big supporter of the Lachlan Foundation. Food, beverage, yep. game in the playoff stretch, talking to the best player in franchise history. Right next and getting yeah, to, thank to, you, Dad. Yes. Sit, sit next to that guy. Yeah. 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 I thought you just said I was the best player in franchise <laughs> history. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second, Dad. Did you, did you step? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was thinking you were talking about me, but then it computed. It's, it's the St. Patrick's Alex Day yes. alcohol. It's yeah. not flushed out of his system yet. No, on but that how one. about that, Dan? What a package, That's awesome. huh? Yeah. And it's all... Just All to help in research, yeah. it's uh, it's our kind of like our kickoff. It is our kickoff. We are thrilled that the Lachlan Foundation and we is had rolling. a bid come in within the first hour. We had a bid the, the first hour. It's awesome. So it was really great. Get yes. get your pen out, get your phone out, whatever you need to to write this down real quick. www.32auctions.com backslash Lachlan Family Foundation. The auction is open. It is open until March 22nd, the same day that the Caps play the Wild. So, so after the game. Put right after the, the game. game. Put your bid in, yep. watch the game, and then maybe you have a chance for the following game to sit with not the greatest player in franchise <laughs> history and then to meet the greatest player in franchise history after. Oh, what a lousy way to end the show, Dad. All right, man. Well, we're not over yet. We're not over yet. We still have tweets of the week. Do we? Um, we do have tweets okay. of the week here. Two episodes ago in the show Billions, what Ovechkin and Backstrom <laughs> were referenced in the show. By the way, Billions is one of my favorite shows. See, I, was, I have never seen it. It is absolutely fantastic. I've watched the first three seasons or two seasons. The lead actor is Damian Lewis. Damian. Yep. Lewis. Band of Lu- Brothers, Homeland. 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 He's got a Homeland. He was. <laughs> Homeland. He was awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, 
what side of the fence he's on in Homeland, but I like no, him I in love, Homeland. I, yeah. yeah. Well, that's right? fair. Well, and, we can't we can't spoil it. I mean, I know this has been yeah. out for some time now, but we don't want to spoil it. Right. But yeah, the first you know the first three seasons of Homeland that he's in, it's outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, he's very no, good. And, and when you are mentioned in a TV show, that's pretty cool, right? Anyway. It was it was really great. Actually, I read the article, and so Damian Lewis said that his kids are hockey fans and they follow the NHL, and that's why and how they incorporated Ovechkin and Backstrom into the stories because actually his kids that follow the NHL. Next one, this uh, this tweet is pretty entertaining. Uh, Vegas's clone army is assembling is the name of the tweet. So, you know, depending on the hallways that players walk through when they go onto the ice uh, for Vegas, they have mirrors on either side. So when they walk out and they have their you know, wide shot camera above them as they go. It looks like there's just thousands of Vegas Golden Knights that walk out on the ice. The, you know, Vegas. First of all, I I'm one for gimmicks. I love what they've done with the non-traditional hockey market and anything that they can do to kind of market their team, the Vegas Army. And when talking about hockey side of, of Vegas Golden Knights, they're a team that a lot of people said in the beginning of the season were out, or they weren't a team that was really going to be a playoff contender. Flurry. But they are coming back strong. It is this Vegas clone army. I don't know. They're their team now. What they're in third place now. Um, and again, lots of jockeying even in the Western Conference. But I think they're a team that's going to make. Oh, it. Oh, they're going to make it because of I think the addition of Mark Stone's been great. But I like the I've walked down that hallway, and it's right outside their locker room. They walk down right. Oh, out. that's it's great. That's, I mean, that's too a many. great idea. That's too many lockers. That's a lot too, of lockers. That's many a locker lockers. army. It's a lot. <laughs> Power of one. <laughs> Do any other arenas have hallways like that? A lot of rinks have actually not mirrors, but they have glass where fans are leaning over or they have half glass and they walk through. New York does. A lot of the rinks now are making the fans part of the experience that they have is the walkout to the ice rink. And Vegas, they go right out at their main doors and right down the hallway and it is all mirrors, and it does look like the Vegas Army. Pretty cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of Family Face-Off, presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. 